Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Joshua chapter number 7. It's a familiar story. Starting at verse number 20. I hope you'll preach with me this morning. How many will preach with me a little while? And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord of Israel, God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the, everybody said spoils, a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I, everybody said, coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran into the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters, his oxen, his asses and his sheep and his tent, and all that he had. They brought them unto the valley. Everybody said the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. They raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, whereof the name of that place was called the Valley of Acre unto this day. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word this morning. Realizing, Lord, I feel right. Oh, God, and in your will this morning and I'm asking you to move through the message it's not Lord it's only by my mouth but it's your message God you have given it you have put it together and I'm asking you with anointing Lord that you would move upon this congregation that there would be a stir in this place God that would awaken us God to this day that we are living in and realize the trickery of the enemy, God, that's against your people today. Oh, God, help me today. I need you, Lord, today. In that lovely name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. You can be seated. morning or a while if I could I would like to minister this subject unto you 
destroying the hidden things. Destroying the hidden things. In our scripture text, Achan, his family, and all of his goods were destroyed. They were stoned to death. Him, him his family, and all of his things, all of his goods were burned with fire. And I know it probably scripture like this, there's probably some in our midst that would ask the question, why was his family also stoned? And may I tell you this morning, because his family was an accessory to the sin by keeping it quiet. Not only that, but the Lord had told them that anything that they touched or took would be a curse to them. So the curse was not only on him, but his whole family because he had troubled Israel. I want to just zero in on just a couple of verses as I uh, get started this morning. I want you to notice verse 21 where Achan calls them spoils, what they had taken, the spoils. He said, when I saw among the spoils... And I began to study and check out this word. And, and Achan was using this word deceptively. He, he called it spoils when actually to him it was going to be booty. There is a difference between spoils and booty. Spoils is something that is taken in war that must be divided. It is divided among people. The booty is something that you take for yourself. Amen. And so he had taken it for himself, yet he had called it spoils. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to divide this. But he wasn't going to divide it. Why did he hide it in his tent if he was going to divide it? And his deceitful wording, God still knew that he was guilty. And when he was taken... What he had done was taken what was God's. Everybody said God's. It did not belong to him. It was not to be divided. It was not neither goods or it was neither spoils or it was neither booty, but it was to go to the treasury of the house of God. Amen. All of the silver and all of the gold that was to be taken in that war was to go to the house or to the treasury, to the house of God. It's a great mistake to take something that God wants in his treasury and place it in your own treasury. I, I, I want this to sink in. I said it is a terrible thing to say, to take something that God wants in his treasury and has asked for you to put in his treasury and to put it in your own treasury for keeping. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It may cost you everything. It may cost you everything. And in fact, if you really love your family, come on. I'm going to get down to it this morning. You know, if Achan really loved his family after knowing the command that God had put forth, he would have never done this thing. 
The love wasn't there as it should be. If you really love your family, amen, you will give all to God that belongs to him. If not, the price for such a mistake could be higher than you want to pay. You know, it's, it's costly when you don't give God what's his. I didn't, I wasn't aiming to preach on tithing, I was, but I'm going to bring this in. You know, if you think that you can hold, withhold from God and get by with it, I want you to know that God sees and God knows, and he knows what's supposed to be in his treasury. And if you're keeping that for yourself, I'm going to tell you it's going to cost you something. Come on, I said it's going to cost you something. And then I want you to also notice in verse 21 that Achan even admitted, he said, I coveted the goods. I coveted the goods. Amen. I coveted the garment. I covered, I coveted these, this silver and this gold and all these things that I took. And the word, the word describes the tree in the garden, if you please, because the forbidden became the desirable. If we're not careful in our life, the, the forbidden things will become the desirable in our life. You can look at the forbidden too long. Come on now. Achan's mistake was looking at the goods the second time. Come on. A man's first glance at a woman may, be, may say to him, she's attractive. You know. But the second glance that he gets is where the imagination begins to work and leads to sin. It's the second look that gets you in trouble. Eve had got her in trouble in the garden. She began to look at the tree. And it wasn't wrong to look at the tree. But she began to desire the forbidden thing. Oh, church, if I could preach to you just a little while. The devil is holding some things up for us this morning that are forbidden. God has said, don't partake of it. Don't look at it. And if we're not be careful, the desirable, it will become desirable. The forbidden things will come desirable. Hallelujah. 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 But if we keep God's word before our eyes, we won't start looking in the wrong direction and doing the wrong things. Let me bring scripture, Proverbs, pastor's favorite book, Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 25. My son, also my, this is daughters too, okay? My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep the word before us. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Come on, put them on the tables of your heart where no man can take it away from you. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Come on now, understand that it's health to all their flesh. Not just you, honey, but it's health to your family. Come on, if you can keep your eyes on him, if you can keep your eyes on the word of God, it's not only health to you, it's health to your family. Come on, if we can keep our eyes on the word, it's health to his church. Come on, it will build the kingdom of God if we as a church can keep our eyes on the word and off of the forbidden things. Glory. Hallelujah. 
Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And I'm going to tell you, when you come in contact with God and against Him, it's you. I want the word they'll use the word issue. It's you. That is just plain old he don't make mistakes. Come on, church. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. In other words, keep your eyes on the mark. Come on. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. That's where Peter made his mistake. You know, last, come on, last Sunday. Come on, he got his eyes off of Jesus. And he got his eyes on the storm. He didn't think about the dilemma. Amen. He stepped out of the boat by faith. But then he began to look at his dilemma. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Peter walked on his dilemma. Come on, I'm tired. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of sinking. I'm tired of having to call on God and say, pick me up one more time. If I hadn't looked the first time, come on. If I hadn't looked the second time, I wouldn't be sinking anyway. I need to keep my eyes on him. I need to keep my eyes on the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Hallelujah. Aiken, the problem Aiken done was he began to imagine all that he could do with all of these goods. He began to think about what he could buy and what he could do and how rich his family could be with all these goods. If Achan would have only waited a few days, he could have gathered all the spoils that he wanted from the victory at Ai. But instead, they lost the victory at Ai because he had disobeyed God and took of the accursed thing. Come on. The very thing that could have been a blessing to him, come on, became his dilemma, if you please. It became his desire, and he took of that and sinned. Let me tell you something. The imagination is the womb in which desire is conceived and from which sin and death are eventually born. Let me say it again. Imagination is the womb in which desire is conceived and from which sin and death are eventually born. It'll cost you something. It may cost you your life. It may cost your family their life. It may cost you everything you have got. Come on. One person bringing on, hanging on to the forbidden thing can and will eventually affect others. I want that to sink in. I said one person hanging on to the forbidden thing can and will eventually affect others. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, it's no big deal. I'm not doing that in church, and I'm not doing this. But if we could all get on the same page, I wonder what it would be like. Come on. If we could have a harmonious church that would come together and everybody get their eyes on God, get it on the Word of God and off of the things of the world, I wonder what could happen if we get our eyes off of the desirable things. Come on. How, oh, I wonder what it'd be like if we could all get on the same page. Glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. We could win some battles. 
But until we get sin out of our camp, there is always going to be problems. What are you out for, Bishop, this morning? I'm out to destroy the sin in our midst. Oh, no, no, you're not. Come on now. To the sinner, to the backslider this morning, I'm not really preaching to you, but what I'm preaching at is the ones that are so-called Christians, us. Come on, somebody say us. What I'm preaching to is this morning, us that know better. Come on. We as Christians that ought to be living right, and we're, mm, glory. In fact, we're proclaiming it. Come on, I, I'm, I'm living right. I'm, I've got nothing hidden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, I'm about to get into a little really deep waters this morning. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that there are some forbidden things that are in the house of God that the Lord is standing and saying, if I could just get rid of the forbidden thing, if I could get rid of the desirable things, I, I would really move in your midst. And, and you've not even seen uh, what I would do in your midst uh, if you'd all straighten up and fly right, if you please. Come on. If we would all get where we need to be in God, if we'd pray like we should pray, if we'd come to church like we should come. Come on. This isn't just Sunday morning and Sunday night. This is Wednesday night and Friday night for youth. Come on. Ah, oh, come on. You've got to first be faithful before you can be accounted worthy. I'm not preaching to nobody, y'all. If you just didn't happen to be here, then that's all right. You may have had a good excuse, and that's all right. I'm not preaching to you, but I'm preaching to those people that, that just makes an excuse. Come on, I'm preaching to the unfaithful. Come on, I'm preaching to those that have found something desirable to stay home. That they've lost their desire for church. Come on, there's a problem in our midst when desire to come to church has lost. Nobody going to shout, I will. Come on, I'm telling you, we need to get a hold of ourselves. This thing ought to be desirable. Church ought to be desirable. The word ought to be desirable. Oh, yeah. Glory. Well, praise God. Joshua 7 and 1. Hallelujah. But the children of Israel committed to trespass in the accursed thing. For the Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zadai, the son of Zorah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. It was kindled against the children of Israel because he had told them to not partake. So if one partook, then all was guilty. All right. I can almost feel the little questions, you know, and the little ne negativeness here. I want to... Do you y'all you, you remember going to school? I know it's a long time back for Sister Nancy and I to remember that, but y'all remember at school whenever sometimes one person acted up in class and everybody got in trouble? And y'all remember how mad you got because you didn't think it was fair? But the truth is the teacher commanded the whole class to be good and somebody took, or took of the curse thing and so we all got it. 
sorry, but I'm going to take you to the church setting because a lot of times God looks at it that way and said, if you're going to let that accursed thing live peaceably in your midst, then I'm going to take all of you out. Come on. I'm, come on now. There's going to be destruction for all of you if you're going to let that accursed thing live in your midst and let it live peaceably. Come on, church. It's time to get rid of the cursed thing. It's time to get rid of the sin in our camp. Come on. It's time to get our eyes off of Jesus. It's time to get our eyes off of the forbidden thing. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. They transgressed against God. Achan transgressed and calls Israel to transgress. Now, the word transgress means to cross over or to cross the line. I don't know about you, but I'm going to just preach this because it's Scripture and you can't bother me as long as I'm hanging to Scripture. You know? The Bible said we've all sinned. Everybody said, I've sinned. And come short of the glory of God. In other, in other words, there, there, is, there is a little something in all of us that needs correcting. There, there is not one perfect among us. I, I, I had my wife to check the other day, and I don't have any angel, angel's wings growing on my back yet. And, and hers don't either. We, we, both, we both still got a little straightening up to do, and so have you. Come on, church. We, we might as well admit where we're at. We've all sinned and we've come short. I'm not always Mr. Perfect. Come on. Come on. I know that some of you, you know, you'll hold the ministry up here and they're not supposed to have anything where they're never supposed to make any mistakes. Come on. I'm going to tell you, they're ministers. They're flesh just like your flesh. Come on. We've all got the ability to sin in us. We was born in sin. Come on. It was a part of our makeup. Hallelujah. So because Achan transgressed, he caused Israel to transgress. I don't know whether you ever thought like that, but not. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes people transgressing in our midst, it has an effect on somebody else. It, it does. I'm telling you, you don't sin without it affecting somebody. I have seen affairs tear a church completely apart and destroy them. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not just speaking on that, but what I'm telling you, even the smallest thing that don't look like much, somebody else get a hold of that thing, and before you long, it is spread in the whole church, and everybody's doing it. What am I doing? I'm preaching apostolics. It's time to close the gate on sin. Come on. Apostolic, it's time to live what we preach. Come on. It's time to be what we say we are. Oh, yeah. Come on. If we're people that worship and magnify God, then it's time to get to church when the doors are open. It's time to get the revivals when revivals are being preached. We need revived. We've all sinned and we've come short. Thank you, Jesus. You notice I said we. Understand, I'm not leaving myself out. I'm saying we've all got little things and we need to be tweaked. 
glory. Now, I'm going to tell you, Achan in defiling himself by this great sin, he defiled all of Israel. And God would no longer work for them in driving out their enemies because on man, because man had broken the covenant with God. Come on. God said, I, you're, you're going to lose this battle until the sin's taken care of. Come on, till you get the sin out of your midst, come on. Well, 36 men, 35, 36 men, I believe it was, that got killed at AI. They said, don't take all of them, just take a portion of them. We're not going to need everybody to fight this battle. This little video thing, we can take care of it. it, ain't nothing. He had sent out some spies to look, a couple of them. They come back, said, don't even take all the men. Said, let's just, let's just go up and let's get it. Now, I want you to, I know we, we hold Joshua, and I thank God for Joshua. But we, we hold him up dear. But the truth is, one thing that, 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 that he was defiled in is he didn't seek God before he went up. He sent two spies up. But they come back and went to war. They didn't seek God. Come on. They didn't get the Urim and the Thurim. Come on. They didn't get the priest. They didn't seek God. He, he thought, well, they've said it's all right. We can win it. Just a few men. We'll send them up. And God sent them running from their enemy with 36 men put down that day because of one man's sin. I don't know, but Brother Terry, I'm going to tell you, I think it's a serious thing when one man sins in church and 36 people walk out the door. That's not the will of God. Come on. And because of that sin, 36 other people were put to death. Come on, church. How important is it, is it for us to live right and to be what we're supposed to be? Because there may be 36 that's on our coattail that could be killed. Come on. Without another chance ever find God. If we drive 36 out this door because of one cent, what's it going to happen if our church gets filled full of this stuff? For long, we'll have an empty church. If, if I get a beat down, then that's all right. I'm going to preach it anyway. I'm, I'm just going to stand up here and preach without fear or favor. I'm not preaching it with any animosity. I'm preaching it with love because I love y'all. That's why I preach it that way. But I'm going to tell you something. If because of somebody's unfaithfulness and not coming on Wednesday nights or not coming on Sunday night or not coming on Sunday morning because of one, one man or one lady or somebody, come on faithfulness to the house of God others began to look and say well they're not doing it so neither am I pretty soon there's 36 less people on Wednesday night than there were and before long we've got nobody in church you know why because of one person's sin others have subtracted themselves from the presence of God come on church it's time to get with it it's time to serve him it's time to be faithful if there's ever a time to be faithful it's now You might as well smile. I've been preaching what I've been preaching, right? This same thing for 22 years. I'm not changed. Every now and then, I just let us have it. We need it. 
Come on, we're not all so goody-goody that we, you know, I, I like preaching you encouragement. I like preaching you messages like I did Friday and well, Sunday night. I, I love that. That's great. But there comes a time, church, it's time to straighten up. It's time to get it. Come on, we need to get in the boat and go to the other side. We've been around this mountain long enough. We've walked around here long enough. Come on. We've walked around in the valley. It's time for a mountaintop experience. I don't know about you, but in every valley, there's a mountain. I need, come on, I'm running for the mountain. I'm gonna keep my eyes on Jesus. Oh, bless God, I don't know why he's preaching that. I pay my tithes and I do this and I do that. But if you're unfaithful in one, you're unfaithful in all. Oh my. Somebody said, oh my. Bless God, if you think I'm going to worship with this, I'm going to show you. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You've already, you already got your eyes on the forbidden thing now. So God don't have to worry about it because God's going to get you. You'll either straighten up or he'll ship you out. Come on, church. We might as well get down to business. Let's either live it or not proclaim it. Oh, woo. Yeah. Glory. Hallelujah. God said, Achan, he said, Joshua, I'm not going to drive out your enemies no more. They're sinning the camp. You better take care of the sin or you no, don't go to war because you're going to get beat. Huh. All Israel broke their covenant. Don't ever allow your greed to cause you to forget God's will. Come on. Don't let your greed ever get in the way of God's will. What I want. It don't matter what I want. It don't, the, the truth is this message this morning is not about me. In fact, what I'm bringing to you, God gave it. I, I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I, I told the Lord this morning when I was praying, I felt so humbled, I began to cry, and I said, Lord, I want you to realize that this is your message because I'm not smart enough to put all this together. I, 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 there's no way I could do all this. Lord, I wrote down disjointed notes, and, and how, however long, it's, it's been on paper a long time, just here and there, and I wrote down little disjointed notes, and I had to straighten them all up, but it was just little thoughts. The Lord would wake me up in the night, and I'd go have to go write something down. Yeah. You ministers know what I'm talking about. Because I knew if I didn't go write it down, I'd forget it. And I didn't want to do it, so I'd, just, I'd go write it down. You know, hey, write it down. He told Moses, write it down. In a book of remembrance. Come on, you need books of remembrance. Come on. When God, yeah. Brother Chester said when God wakes you up, he didn't just wake you up. He's, he's trying to get your attention. It's time to go pray. It's time to do something. Too many times we have just looked past that and said, I desire sleep. The forbidden became the desirable, and you thought, I'll just sleep. Missed God. I've done that several times, and guess what? And it was months before that thought ever come back. You search for it the next morning. You know, I'm going to go write that down, and it would not come. You prayed, you sought God, and it didn't come. It wasn't until months later. The Lord said, I'm going to bring it back now. I'm going to have mercy on you. Couldn't preach that message. That message could never be preached because I had not got up and done what God wanted me to do. How many times has something happened to you and you didn't get up and do it and you never had a chance for months later or maybe never ever had the chance? God told you to speak to somebody and that somebody passed away before you got to deliver the message. 
Come on, what are you saying, Pat? Bishop, I'm saying it's time to get with the church. We need to be obedient. When God commands us to do something, we need to get up and do it right then. Oh, Jesus. Glory. God wanted them to destroy all of the elements. Everybody said all. He said, I don't want you to just take Achan, but I want you to take Achan, his family, everything belongs to him, his tent included. Nobody else will live in that because it's going to live that, leave that trailing spirit. Come on, I, this spirit is going to spread throughout the camp. If we don't destroy the spirit, it's going to infest our camp. Come on, church. I don't know about you, but we don't want the spirit of unfaithfulness to get in this church. It'll destroy the whole church. We do not want that. We cannot have that. we got to be faithful to God's house. I know there's vacations. I know there's circumstances. But when it's time to go to church, if there's not something wrong with you, then you need to get there. You notice I said you. Because it seems like if we're not careful, we get in this little mode that everybody's got to stay home and blow that poor baby's nose. It takes somebody to go get the Kleenex box or to hunt it up. It takes all the whole family to blow that poor kid's nose. I don't know about you, but when my wife and I was growing, you know, when we had our kids and we was young in age, uh, hey, if there was one sick, somebody stayed home with that sick, and the rest of us went to, got our tail to church. Come on. You know why? I don't want to be counted as unfaithful. When I stand before God, I want him to say that you was faithful. Enter in. Notice, it's only the faithful that enter in. Unfaithfulness, there is no place for them in the kingdom of God. <sighs> Mercy. Oh, Jesus. Ah, glory. Hallelujah. So he said, I want all the elements to be destroyed he said I want this Canaanite culture and worship come on not to corrupt and infect the children of God we cannot allow come on the things of the world to come in and infect infection is hard to get, up, get rid of My granddaughter, number one diabetic at, what, 14, 15. I'm lost. You know what brought it on? A series of infections made it show up. It, may have, it was always dormant, but infection made it come to pass. Let me tell you something. There may be sin that's laying dormant in the church, but sooner or later it's going to infect the church and going to bring it to the surface that's why we must get right that's why yes come on, that's why I need the Holy Ghost that's why I need everything that God's got for me that's why I need Sunday night prayer men's prayer at five o'clock I, I I've been I, I harped on it last week I'm gonna tell you we need men's prayer at five o'clock men we need you and if you're not willing to be a part of that then you're not being obedient to God. Well, you're not God. I may not be, but I'm his servant. And when I've asked you to do something, then it's your job to do it because I'm going to tell you, I'm standing up here in God's stead. I'm speaking in his stead. 
I'm his lips right now. I'm his hand. I'm his voice. Come on, church. Come on, we need to, we need to get things in proper order and quit standing against the man of God. So, well, you didn't think I'm going to do it. You know what? You've just infected the church. That's why sometimes we have to call that person aside and put a quench on that thing because we don't want that to infect the church. Come on, church. Somebody get behind me this morning. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we need not to let this infection, come on, tear down God's house. Come on. Let's destroy the sin and let's go on and march to victory at AI. Come on. Let's get the spoils. Come on. There's plenty of spoils out here. We need to get a hold of the spoils and divide them. Glory. Hallelujah. See, God gives clear direction. He don't leave any place to doubt. Joshua 6, 18, 19. I'm trying to hurry on. I'm not meddling. I'm just preaching. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing. A chapter before, he's already given them strict orders. Lest you make yourselves accursed. When you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. I don't know about you. But I don't want to be the cause of 50 people walking out the church doors because of something I've done. And else I preached it from the pulpit and it was from the Word of God. And if you expect me to come and apologize, no way. Sorry. But all the silver, here we go now, and the gold and the vessels of brass, and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come unto the treasury of the Lord. How much stronger and more plain can God put it than that? He said, don't take of anything, burn everything, do it, destroy everything, but the silver and the gold and the iron and the stuff, you bring it to the treasury. That is God's and it's mine. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Then let's go to Joshua 6, 24. He reiterates this all the way through. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord except Achan. Everybody else did it. Everybody else obeyed but Achan. If they would have let him live, I guarantee you that would have infected all the people. In fact, it probably did anyway. He got, yeah. Oh, Lord. It's a, isn't it amazing? Now, now I want to get out on the other side. Isn't it amazing that they would call this place where they destroyed Achan, his family, and all the goods, the valley of Achor? i show you why in Hosea 2 and 15. Let me bring scripture. I, I like to back everything up with scripture. And I will give her 
vineyards from thence. Come on, he said, I'm going to give Israel vineyards from thence. And the valley of Acre for a door of hope. Come on, this is the place where Achan and his family was destroyed. He's calling it a door hope here. And she shall sing there. As in the days of her youth. And as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Now I want to tell you, it was no mistake the name. It was rightfully named though because until Israel destroyed the hidden things, there was no hope for them to win the battle of Ai. There was no hope until they had destroyed sin. But when they destroyed the sin, hope was there. Come on. Victory was not there until they destroyed sin. But when they destroyed sin, victory was there. The valley of Achor for a door of hope. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The valley of Achor was a place of cleansing. It was a place where they lost a battle because of sin, yet it was a place that they won a battle because of cleansing. So it was a place, it was a place of sin, yet it was a place of cleansing from sin. I'm about to close. Church, when we start destroying the hidden things, there will be hope for us. I'm not not just talking about things that's tangible that you can grab a hold of. But I'm I'm talking about little thoughts that keep grabbing hold of your mind and takes you sometimes and you begin to ponder on them. Come on now, we've all had those. Those little thoughts that could become your destruction if you're not careful. If, if you think on it long enough, it'll become, the forbidden will become desirable. Not everything you desire is good for you. I'm talking about those things that are hidden in the little portions of your mind back here that nobody knows about them but God and you. And I know you think God don't even know about it, but he knows about it. He knows every thought. You, nothing is hidden from him. Come on. And just think about it in your mind that if this could infect somebody else because I am thinking it, if it could just get loose in the church and destroy somebody that could have, maybe that person that you had almost won. Boy, that's a sad word, almost won. That person that you had been working on and then all at once you became the culprit that fell and then all of the faith that they had in you was lost and they never had time to gain faith in nobody else. So the first thing they do, Brother Freddie, is head for the door. Said this church ain't what they're supposed to be. Bless God, they're not right. If that one's like that, they label the whole church by one person. When one falls, come on, if the pastor falls, well, you don't want that church. Because the pastor failed, it don't mean the whole church is wrong. 
But what it means, there's infection in the church, and if we don't get rid of the infection, it can destroy the whole church. I don't know about you, but I don't want to destroy it. I want to see it build for the glory of God. I want to see this tabernacle destroyed and another bigger one put or build on and go out in the country and build a bigger one. Yes, sir, I've walked up these sidewalks a many a time. Nobody else is around them. I've envisioned blacktop driving and every parking place full of no place to put them. They park out along the street. I've envisioned all of that. I've come, in the, I've come through the doors of this sanctuary, Brother Freddie, and I've envisioned these rooms gone on both sides and have to widen out the sanctuary and move our Sunday school rooms to the back. Brother Jerry, I've envisioned that. Come on. I, I've envisioned, come on, I've envisioned even the, the, the youth room not being big enough and having to take the back. Come on, church. I said I've envisioned this stuff, but if we're not careful, come on, if we're not careful, infection can begin in the church and it can wipe out our vision. Come God, I don't know, it makes me mad. I don't want it to wipe out my dream. I don't want him to take away my prophecy. Come on. It's been prophesied by Lord knows how many ministers that have come through here that this church would not hold them all. Are we going to let sin abound or are we going to get rid of sin and let God abound in this place? Are we going to let worship get with it or are we going to quench it? Say, well, I don't need bit men's prayer meeting. They got enough men there without me. We need everybody. And I'm open while the men's praying back here, the ladies fill that room over there. You know what? I would like to come into this place tonight and not be able to distinguish who I'm hearing praying, the ladies. They told the Lord, said, Lord, you're going to have to help me because I know this is not going to be a popular message. I'm too old to be popular anyway, so it don't matter. Glory. Let's destroy the hidden things. I know. I talked about those things, you know, Sunday night. I know. Those hidden things that you just kind of put away just in case you want to go back and get them. The truth is, they're already desirable when you hadn't even put them away. You don't keep anything that's not desirable. Oh, it's quiet. Why would you hide it away in a little drawer someplace or put it away in a little thing and hope nobody will find it? If it's a book you shouldn't have read. But somehow there's something in you that says, I might want to read that again sometime. Okay, I'll quit. The very things that you have hidden away may become a snare to you. Those things they can put away, they became... Cost him his life. Talk about a snare. Cost his family their life. Cost him everything. 
Yet this is, this is the part, Pastor, that really gets me. And God just kind of quickened it to my mind and, and began to talk to me yesterday morning and said, isn't it amazing that the things that people put away and don't want anybody to know about, yet they don't want to be associated with them? It's desirable, but I don't want nobody to know about it. Well, Mason, you can come. I'm closing. Let me tell you something, church. You'll never receive your inheritance until you get rid of the forbidden things. The battle of AI would have never been won if they hadn't put away the forbidden things. Are we going to take care of those forbidden things and live for God? Are we going to let them become a snare to us and draw us away from God? Now, I can already tell you that there are probably not going to be people flock this altar this morning because what they're going to say, I'm just going to read your mind before you even think it. Because you're going to say, oh, oh they're going to know I got some things hid. Nobody wants to come on the morning like this. The truth of us, every one of us ought to be here. If we obey God this morning, this altar will be so full that nobody will never know. They'll, it'll, it'll, it, we've all sinned and we come short, so. Nobody be pointing fingers. We're all just praying God make us better. I don't want to be the cause of 36 men or ladies or souls to die and never be able to make it in the kingdom of God because of an infection that I allowed to come in my life. And I infected 36 others. I don't want to be the cause. Let's stand this morning. This altar is open as I turn this to pass. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.